hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, and for those of you joining us for the first time, thank you and welcome. It is, as it says on the box, Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name, Trevor Long, from eftm.com.au, and joining me each and every week, a man who sits very close to the edge of his seat at this time of year as South Sydney do their best <laughs> to make it all the way to the grand final in the NRL. Uh, Rabbito, through and through, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. That was a lovely introduction, mate, and I hope uh, they do go all the way, the boys. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon for you, mate, yep. absolutely. Um, my Good son, thing. my son, for some reason, has adopted the Roosters, so... Um... Yeah, well, I would disown him if he was my son, mate. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's up to you, though. <laughs> that's the best ever. Could you imagine if that happened? Imagine if Aaron came over and said, Dad, listen, I've just got Roosters membership. Yeah. I'd say, like, be like, it was nice knowing you. Where, where's your new house? Yeah, where are you going to be living? Where will I send your mail? We've got lots to talk about tonight, including a new uh, innovative uh, phone from Apple uh, that's hit the news today, and it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, that new and innovative phone I talk about isn't actually new and innovative. It's um, it's it's just, um, I, I, I'd like to call it blogger news because uh, I feel like it's a piece of information that's, that's got out from the blogosphere and taken a life of its own. A lot of it is because of the the somewhat deep-seated hatred for Apple's success in many ways, I think, and, and it reminds me so much of Antenna Gate back with the iPhone 4, and we are talking about the case of the bending iPhone 6 Plus devices. Now, what we have here, to sum it up for you as best I can, is uh, a couple of uh, forums and, and tweets where people have posted photos of their iPhone 6 Plus devices that are either um, you know, subtly bent in the middle or, in one case, bent at the top. And the person that's their phone is bent at the top, so the top two centimetres of the phone is basically on like a three or four degree angle. It's very stark. They reckon they lightly bumped into someone. Well, mate, that's a load of crap because I'm sitting here with an iPhone 6 Plus and I'm banging it on the desk, Stephen. Banging it. Nothing's happening. It's yeah. not like the thing is made of Play-Doh. But then to make matters worse, some fool who unboxes technology for a living on YouTube gets an iPhone 6 Plus and bends it with his bare hands. Now, Stephen, you've got man hands. You could bend <laughs> an iPad. I could. Uh, I think uh, this is, to quote our good friend, our late friend, Peter Fralingos, there's a bit of hysteria around this. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it, you're right, though. You, you hit the nail on the head earlier where... You know, Apple Apple take the acclaim when it's there, but whenever something like this happens, it gets equal attention. People go crazy about it and talk about it, as they do, and as we are right now. Um, but I think we've got to remember they've, they've sold 10 million of these things in, in the first three days, and the, there's only – you can count them on one hand, the cases of the bent iPhones. Hmm. Uh, in, you know, in in terms of the fool who used the video to bend the iPhone, well, mate, I could bend any phone. Give me any phone, I'll bend it for you. Stephen with Fennick enough could, pressure. 
Yeah. Easily done. Stephen Fennick could build a fo- bend a Foxtel IQ box. This man has such <laughs> man hands. I mean, yes, there, there's a limit to, to what you can take as being general usage. Now, the thing that strikes me, though, is one of the phones is purported to have been in the front pocket of a person's uh, you know, pants while they were driving along for a few hours. Now, I just don't believe that for a second. Now, someone said to me, what if they're wearing tight pants? I said, well, listen, <laughs> how tight must Skinny their jeans. pants be? that their phone is being bent as a result of it. Either lose weight or get new pants, champion. Well, you know what, though? I think if if you can show that in the normal use of your phone, and and I've got to say, I carry my phone in my back pocket. Mm. In fact, I I carry – I can prove I carry my phone in my back pocket because I've worn out a little hole in the back of all my jeans from where I put my my jeans. And to be clear, Stephen's taken a very, very um, honest approach to this by outlining his own blog post that um, he has a solid frame, which also comes with a fair rear end, and that big phone there can wrap around if she needs to. Totally right. And I sit on my phone all the time. I've had the the, – I think that's crazy, mate. Yeah. Well, I put it in my back pocket all the time. I've had the 6 Plus. That's been – I've made it quite clear in all my reviews and all my interviews that I've favoured the 6 Plus over the 6 and I've been using it 90% of the time. And for those of you joining us for the the first time, you're just realising that Stephen and Trevor can differ on things because I'm not a fan of the Plus. I love the 6. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, me and my man hands, we like the big phone. Me and as and I said, mate, I, I'm a hundred, I weigh 110 kilos. And I, with with that kind of frame, you don't have a little chisel backside. You've got a solid backside, as I do. And I've often sat on the phone for extended periods, and it's still straight as an arrow. Um, I, I don't know whether the fact that I, I've carried it around without a case and with mm. a case and – it's same deal. It hasn't bent it at all. So uh... You made a good point in your blog post at techguide.com.au that really Antenna Gate was actually a load of load of bull as well. Yep. Um, it, 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 you could actually replicate that problem of, of reception with nearly any phone because yes. unless you had an, a, a, an antenna that sticks out, there's always going to be antenna restrictions because of the way you hold a phone. And Apple, what Apple did was come out and, and prove that their phone did it just like any others did, and they offered a simple thing like a, a bumper for, for people that, that wanted one. And I and you made the point that maybe because of the way this viral story goes, and you and I, and this sounds egotistical, but you and I can get a judge of how big these things are because we get phone calls. Oh, I got phone calls today from 3AW, 4BC. Yeah. Uh, I was on 2UE tonight. I spoke even, about it on 2GB today. Even Channel 9 wanted to do, to do it tomorrow morning. And I just said, listen, it's, it's a non-story. Mm. I mean... You've got to be careful here not to not to hype it up too much, but that's the thing that 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 happens. It, it literally goes viral because it takes on a life of its own. Absolutely, because mate. someone at the Herald gives it a name like Ben Bendgate. Bendgate is it already a gate? I could have yes. That. It ben already... Grubb has called it's it the Bendgate. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ben, you're a lovely well, bloke, he, but seriously, yeah, he was going to climb all over that story, mate. There was no betting about that, and of course, report on it as we, as we've all written yeah. about it. We've yep. all got our own opinions about it, but I think. Apple, of course, have not offered any official comment on it. Uh, I, I called one of their PR people today and to say, look, we're not going to say anything about it. We've got nothing to say about it, nothing official. Um, but if – and I made this point in my blog too. If more and more cases of these crop up – you know, there's, there, there's some people that have only had this phone for less than a week. Yeah. If more and more of these cases crop up where you've had it in a pocket for three weeks or a month and we do see more of them, then Apple have got an issue here. Yeah, and Apple right. need to do something about it. But – if, as I suspect, uh, it's an isolated couple of cases, 
then I think we all need to relax. Apple's going to ship a carbon fiber reinforced case. Because <laughs> what else can they do? This is, let's recall, I mean, this is a big phone that is seven millimeters in thickness and is made from aluminium. But the thing now, with it, though, Cre- no, the, 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 Trevor, is that the fact that it's, it is thin, but the back of the phone, it's got quite a large surface area. Mm. So it is, it is conducive to be, look, and it would be uh, bendable because. Uh, because of that very surface it's area, aluminium. and the fact that it's thin and made of metal. And you know That's what? Right. The, the, you try you, to bend. I think the guy, that blogger, tried to bend the Note Three. I think it was, and he successfully and he did. did it. But it, because it's made of plastic, bounce back. Didn't retain the bend. It just sort yeah. of had a little warp in it. Yeah. And look, my biggest problem with this is, it, you know, if you are not, if this is a thousand dollar phone at a minimum. If you're not taking care of it, and you know what, take heed of this this issue and say to yourself, I don't want that to happen to mine. So I'm not going to carry it in my back pocket. I don't want that to happen. Uh, Take heed of that and care for it differently to a smaller phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like when you're standing on the pavement, you don't drop your phone onto the pavement for fun unless you're a video blogger who does it for, you know, 2 million hits. Which was the guy who was in the front, the presented to the press as the first iPhone purchaser at the Sydney store. You can't win, can you, if you're Apple? He, he you, an you, hour later dropped you, it. Dropped you, it. You, move, you move the bloke that's been sitting there for seven days because he, you know, paid someone to get some publicity out of it. Yeah. They make him kind of second or third because this bloke put his name down for a, for a pickup order and they made him first. And he walks out and lo and behold, he's a video blogger. He's going to smash it yeah. at, 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 King, at St. Mary's Cathedral. So. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, any, think, any. Look, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I'll, I'll be keen to see if uh, any more cases pop up. Uh, mm. I think um, the 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 fact that there might be, might be having a case with it might sort of give that added reinforcement. But sort of harking back to 2010, when Steve Jobs uh, at the time felt it was there, there was enough uh, people talking about it, it created enough controversy that. He needed to actually address it, and he did a really good job of doing that. Yeah. Whether Tim Cook does the same thing, whether this just goes away, I think well, time will tell. I, I you know, we both agree that it's uh, it, it's an isolated thing, and that we'll probably be forgetting about it in the, in a day or two. So uh, time will tell. We'll keep tabs on it as it happens over the next coming weeks. Uh, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, the attention wasn't all just about the iPhone this week. Samsung have uh, returned serve, let's just say, with their brand new smart devices. Uh, We were both at the Opera House last night for the Australian launch of the Galaxy Note 4 and the Galaxy Note Edge, among other Samsung products, including the new watch, the Gear S, and the Gear VR. Uh, I saw these. I think we spoke about them briefly when I was in IFA. I actually got my hands on them then. But the interesting thing here is that they've announced Australian pricing and Australian availability. And I was, uh, look, Paul, pleasantly surprised by how soon we're going to get them. I think we're going to get the Note 4 in uh, in October, late October, and the Edge, I think, in early November. But what did surprise me a little bit was the pricing. And uh, you know, we did discuss it as one of our issues with the new iPhones, is they were a little, especially the higher capacities, a little on the expensive side. But it seems Samsung are, uh, think they're in the same price bracket. Yeah, and that's interesting because the Note, for example, the Note Edge, uh, which is this, you know, it's, it's an amazing concept. The, the A big 
Fablet smartphone, um, very similar in size to the to the Note, but it has this extra bit of screen which which rolls around the edge of the device. Uh, and I, I had a good play with it over the last 24 hours. It is cool, and it is great to have notifications come through when you're watching video. It's great to have your apps there instead of having to have a dock down the bottom. Mm-hmm. The Note Edge is uh, is going to be 12.49 now. I think off the top of my head, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's a uh, 32 gig onboard memory. Now, yes, yes, it's expandable with a micro SD, but the iPad Plus that's at uh, 1249 yep. is iPhone a plus, oh, yeah. I, iPhone Plus. It's yep. six plus is uh, a 128 gig. Yep. So that I think the iPhone Plus offers better value there. I agree. I think um, for for 32 gig on board and BYO micro SD card, I thought it would have been a slightly cheaper than that. I think, well, it's new technology, so I think that there's obviously a, a, a more sophisticated manufacturing process here. We're talking about a curved edge on a screen after yeah, all. Yeah. Um, so I think that might be a factor that it's it's that. I new still think there's a bit factor. of a there's a bit of a cocky factor there that Samsung so successful, so doing doing very well with their devices don't feel they need to be price competitive, that they are product competitive. And I, I, I admire them for that. Yeah. I just think they'd do a little better if they actually went, you know what, ours is a $999 phone with this innovative thing, and you're doing much better if you get this because yeah, it's an amazing uh, product. Absolutely. I, I think, too, that uh, I, I wrote a blog on Tech Guide yesterday about how Apple has maybe done something that other companies haven't been able to do thus far, and that's make the phablet fashionable. Hmm. Uh, the The... We've said it many times before where when Apple do something for many customers out there, it becomes official when they do it. Mm. And the, with with the 6 Plus and, and all its positive and negative attention it's getting, it seems to be the favoured device of the two. Yeah. Uh, they've are actually they, – they've sort of brought – they've really energised that phablet, that phablet category, this phone tablet category. And I think a company like Samsung, while people might think, well, Samsung wouldn't be really happy about that, I think it's going to help them, as a matter of fact, because it's the old rising tide lifting all the boats. And yes. I think it, when, when people realise that what Samsung... wonderfully wise words, Stephen. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, they've been doing this for four years. This is their fourth version yeah. of the product. They're going to think, hello, we, we've, we've been around the block a few times before Apple got well, into the game. You know, so that, that can only help them, I think. I, I, I have great respect having watched uh, the Samsung presentation the other night. Arno, the, the chief marketing officer at Samsung in Australia, I thought was absolutely outstanding when he stood up and said, um, you know, there's been a lot of attention about larger screens, wearable technology, and mobile payments. And we welcome that. Without yeah. having a stab, without even mentioning anything else, we all knew that he was talking about iPhone yeah. 6 Plus, um, you know, the Apple Watch and Apple Pay. And he's basically saying, you know what, we're in all those spaces, people, and we've been there for time. And I think that's a great thing, and it's a great approach to acknowledge and give respect to the, to the frankly, the publicity that Apple's given it, but, you know, reinforce where you're at. And, you know, before we talk about the virtual reality headset, which, which we'll talk about in a second, um, the Gear S Watch. Uh, is is the thing other thing they launched at IFA, uh, yeah. and will be available in Australia as well later this year. Um, we're talking about it. The Gear S Watch being a four forty nine dollar product at uh, in November, uh, and also I said headphones too. The Samsung Gear Circle, which is yeah. a great little product too, uh, in, in November one seventy nine. But the Gear S Watch is huge. I mean, it's a it's, it's massive. It's massive. Um, I wore it for all, all the all of this morning just to see how it felt. People love it. It looks great. But it's got a SIM card slot in it, so that's something yeah. big and different. They're doing such good things, and I've got to tell you, the Gear S as an active using device 
is is leaps ahead of even the Gear Two that they yeah. they launched earlier in the year. I like that too. And I've got photos of it. I, I, I there's a link to the story I had my hands on in Berlin for IFA, and it's it, it's big on my wrist. I got a solid wrist. It's big on my wrist. I don't think it's going to appeal to uh, everybody. But for those that it is going to appeal to, they're going to love it because it's given them more of what they want, a bigger screen, more room to move on it. Um, I, I think, though, the, the pricing, too, uh, is, is is up there. I, yeah. I think what it'll probably be – I reckon the Apple Watch will probably start around that price as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, are people going to use it? Uh, is it going to appeal to a wide audience? It only works for Samsung products. I suppose that's what Apple Watch does as well. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, – Oh, what what I found interesting was you can actually there's the screen's big enough to have the to use the on-screen keyboard. Yes, you can actually right. type out a message. Yes. but uh, on the SIM card front though, that's going to create an issue because at currently Samsung's response to my question of okay, can you get the same SIM card, the same number on two SIM cards? Well, that's no. Their response to that was, well, you're gonna have to take that up with the telcos. So can Samsung exert enough pressure? Can this product? allow that to happen now i think it's just i think it's technically impossible right now but wouldn't it be good if you could have the same number on the watch as you have on your phone so that when the phone is paired to bluetooth the sim card disengages on the watch so it'll just piggyback off the smartphone but when it's out of range of the of the phone it can operate independently so that'd be a great thing if we can do it because It'd be great to be able to just hop down the shops or go for a run and still get your calls and all your emails or whatever on your wrist. Genuine Dick Tracy stuff. Happen. Genuine Dick Tracy stuff when that happens, and, and oh. I look forward to it. The thing is, this this watch is is great, but all of this category will ignite again next year when Apple comes out, and oh. and Samsung know that, and that's life. They'll deal with it. The virtual reality headset, interesting. The <laughs> gear the gear VR. Now this is made by in partnership with Oculus, who Facebook bought some time ago. Um, and, but instead of the Oculus, Oculus approach was it was a device like a prohibitor for your for your computer that it was an external monitor and, and you had software that linked into it. We've got one at work and uh, it's a bit of fun. It works really cool. But this is different. It's just a headset that you put your Note phone into and it operates this virtual reality world through this yeah. through this um, headset that I, I'm still not sure of the market for. It it is cool. I tried this and and it does it, it works surprisingly well. And I think it's a, a smart move on Samsung's part to uh, use the Note Four as the display. So they've actually kept the price down. It's only two hundred and forty nine dollars. If it, if it had a built in screen that that was already on it, it'd be it'd be triple that price. Yeah. But because they're using, you're bringing the Note into play. It's got that super AMOLED quad HD screen. Uh, that's a, that's a smart move, and it, it, the experience it, it was surprisingly good. I, I watched the Cirque du Soleil content where you basically it's like you're in the audience of Cirque du Soleil, you're, or on the stage of Cirque du Soleil. You can look up and around you, behind you, to see the whole performance. Mm. Uh, I think what it relies on though is that while it's a really cool product. It's going to be dead in the water unless they get behind it and support it with content. So people got to produce content for this thing. Samsung obviously got a vested interest here. Hopefully that content will keep flowing through. Otherwise, it's just going to become just a useless thing that if there's only a limited amount of content, it's not going to have much appeal. So hopefully it'll come through. All right, standing by for all that. And you can find all the pricing and uh, details on both our website, eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. And, of course, Stephen's full hands-on from when he was at IFA in Berlin at techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick Now, very interesting that, that Apple often uh, pride themselves on the, on the way they deliver 
their iOS operating system. Very different to Android. If you've got an Android phone, a Galaxy, a HTC, or Sony, and Google release a new version of Android, you may never get it, let alone it might take you months because it has to go through carriers and the manufacturer and all these different things. When Apple releases a new operating system, whether it's incremental or a whole new one, as they have in, in the last week with iOS 8, everyone gets it. It's, it's available as long as your phone is compatible. So anyone with a 4S, 5, 5S, or now the 6s has iOS 8. And Apple today revealed their, their, the take-up numbers were already basically getting to 50-50, iOS 7 and iOS 8, in just a few days. Incredible. Yeah, the, the take-up rate. Before iOS 8, by the way, before they released that, I think the adoption rate of iOS 7 was at 90, I think it was at 94%. Hmm. Now that iOS 8, and it's been less than a week, less than a week since it's come out, and already 46% of all iPhones have iOS 8. 49% are remaining on iOS 7, and I'm pretty sure that that figure is going to swing wildly in iOS 8's favor. So, But as you said, that ease of upgrade uh, is, is what's behind that. Uh, you make th- things easy for customers, they're going to they're gonna use it. Uh, and it, With Android, as you said, it's a, it's a tougher, tougher upgrade path uh, for for moving up through the the different versions, but with Apple, they they, they really make it easy for customers. Well, what I found interesting about this was, you know, sometimes people need to be nudged on this, right? Now, um, I'm trying to trying to think how to how to say this delicately, but there's there's a, a high profile radio announcer I used to work with who, frankly, wouldn't know anything about phones or anything like that. Sent me a text the other night going, mate, what's happened to, to for the last day? I've been getting these prompts on like predictive text. It's been telling me how to do things, and that suddenly disappeared. How do I get it back? And I went, oh my god, you've upgraded to iOS eight. That's how easy it is. You've just got to have the phone, right? And I went, well, okay, fair enough. And just a quick couple of things, and we got it working again. Yeah. Anyone can get it so easily as long as you're at home on your Wi-Fi, and it's it's a pop-up message. So you basically kind of you know, judge to do it. You're pushed to do it because there's a notification there. Yeah, That's what they do so well. And that's what makes software development for iOS oh, yeah, so no. much more superior, as you would attest with, with VoiceBite. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think uh, we should point out, though, that it, it is uh, it is quite a large up, update. It's, like it's 1.1 gig file hmm. that if you haven't got room on your device over Wi-Fi, you probably need to connect it to iTunes and do it through iTunes because yeah. – uh, uh, it is worth getting. There's a lot of cool new features. I actually did a story about all the hidden features of iOS 8, which was a, uh, interesting, all these features that Apple include but don't necessarily tell you about. And there's a lot of people that have discovered these cool new features of iOS 8, so that's uh, worth checking out if you've got time at Tech Guide. And, uh, and as we said earlier, 10 million iPhone yes. 6 devices were sold in the first three days. Another new record for Apple. They're all iOS 8 too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it doesn't take much. And, and you know, I, I had this interesting conversation on on delivery day, launch day, last Friday, where I my information was there was about 6,000 iPhones in TNT trucks on that day in Sydney. And someone said to me, that seems low. And I said, hang on a minute, 6,000, multiply that across three capital cities in Australia, let alone five, and then pick the 10 countries they've launched in and, and pick the cities in those countries. Yeah. You. 10 million That's is an easy, <laughs> bloody easy number to get, especially the pre-order numbers are 4 million. So it actually doesn't take a lot to get a global success like that, but no one does it on the there scale. Some great, some great images. Uh, someone had taken a photo of all the planes filled up with all the iPhone, the freight planes. Yeah, coming into Iceland. And, uh, they were in on massive pallets and guys getting their photos taken with them and everything. I don't know how Apple would have copped that. But, no, uh, not too yeah, well. Yeah, it was a massive operation getting their stock into the country and they're ramping up production and – yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. All right, check out uh, all the details uh, at techguide.com.au.
And uh, if you're looking for home or small business networking, check out the good folks at Netgear, netgear.com.au. An interesting uh, set of products they've got there. And, and obviously, we talk a lot about their, their flagship Nighthawk products because they are stunning. Uh, the Nighthawk uh, X6 is a tri-band Wi-Fi router. So... There's not only three bands in there, but there's some real smarts in the in the top end bands that allow you to actually have your devices move among the networks automatically by the device. There's never been Wi-Fi like it. This is tri-band technology built to connect each and every device in your home automatically and simultaneously. Laptops, tablets, phones, TVs, game consoles, music streamers, cameras, everything. As long as it's Wi-Fi enabled, the X6 uh, will accelerate it and make it work beautifully within your home. Uh, Wi-Fi connectivity that you need uh, and range that you want. Uh, and the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, they're, uh, they're wireless AC. So uh, if you want the best wireless speeds, especially within your network, so transferring files, moving files across your network, wireless AC will be beautiful for your home network. Check out the Nighthawk X6 at leading retailers and at netgear.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Now, I know no one wants a vision of me in the shower, but I have to admit that I uh, <laughs> I don't mind a sing-along in the shower, especially when there's no one around, and I don't mind listening to the radio via tune-in um, in, in the shower. In the morning, I want to know what's happening in the news and traffic. And I've, I've had waterproof speakers many a time, lots of Bluetooth speakers. I, I said the other day on Twitter, and I think you'd agree, Stephen, we could review a speaker a day, the number of yep. them that are around. And still um, have some left over. And still have some left over. Um, you know, a waterproof speaker's great, and if you've got a big bathroom, that's okay. But have you ever thought about the fact that you can get a speaker that hangs over the shower head? And I was uh, looking at the new Braven products, and we spoke a lot about Braven products in the past. And Braven has a, have a product coming out in a couple of weeks called the Braven Mirror, M-I-R-A. It's $129. It's a circular speaker with a hook. So it's either the hook either hooks over your shower head or can uh, go out like a, like a tent and actually stand up to be a supportive stand so that the speaker can stand on a bench or wherever you want to take it. Waterproof so that it can actually take direct uh, shower spray if you need, but basically you're just it's going to get wet during the shower. But you know what I found with a wireless speaker like that, if it's paired with your phone, your phone can stay in another room, and you walk in, you turn the thing on, and it's automatically connected to your phone, and you just press okay. play, and it picks up where you were at. But can you can you make and receive calls on it? Because that'd you... be creepy, you've got to say, Trev. Ring gotta... you, and you say, oh, sorry, mate, I'm just in the shower. Yeah. I'll, I'll ring you back. I've got to be honest. I haven't tested it, and I won't test it. Just and yeah. No, nah, that's not going to happen. If I hear water rushing behind you, I'm going to be hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, check it out. I thought it was a great little product. Um, yeah. I've done. I've put some photos up on EFTM. Well, how much, mate? What's it? Like, $129? $129, I think it's a great price for a simple yeah. little speaker. Good sound. And the interesting thing is you don't need a lot of volume on these things because you're right next to it. So yes. you actually just have it a, lo- a low volume and you're not waking anyone else in the house up if you're having a shower early in the morning. So great little product from Braven, Braven Mirror. Uh, you can check it out at eftm.com.au. Well, I've, uh, I've just returned, actually, from uh, a little event held by Plantronics uh, that was held in the city tonight. They were announcing a new set of, of headphones, the Backbeat Pro. Now, Plantronics, as you know, is the company that has been creating wireless products, wireless audio products for some time now. I think their claim to fame is that the the speaker that was that was used for Neil Armstrong to, to say uh, one small step for man, uh, one giant leap for mankind was actually spoken through 
a Plantronics device. Correct, yeah. So it's pretty cool. So they've got a lot of uh, skin in the game here. They've got a lot of heritage of creating uh, high-quality audio products, and they've they've uh, brought that into the audio, the music space, so the uh, headphone space. They've, they've produced a few things in the past, including the Backbeat Pro wireless in-ear headphones. These are now the Backbeat Pro, are the wireless noise-canceling, active noise-canceling stereo headphones. And I have to say, I, I, uh, I've had a bit of a play. My review will be up on Tech Guide next week when I actually get the unit to, to test out properly. But initial listen, uh, it, it was very high quality uh, with a lot of nice features on it. Uh, one of my favorites is the, the fact that there are some sensors on board. And, uh, you know, apart from all the audio quality and the noise cancellation, which was pretty good, hmm. the sensors, uh, when, you, when you actually take the headphones off your, out, off your ears and hang around your neck, the sensors then know that you're not listening to them anymore and actually pause whatever you're watching or Brilliant. listening. And then when you actually decide to put it back on your head, the sensors pick that up as well and then start playing again. So you can actually play your music uh, and, and control everything without even laying one finger on your smartphone. Very impressive. Very nice stuff. Uh, Plantronics make great products. I still use my uh, Plantronics rig headphones for gaming. Yes. Great set of headphones. Uh, they do really good things, innovative ideas, and uh, that taking mm-hmm. the headphones off and pausing the music is sensational. Yeah, it's great. And, and it can be used wirelessly with a wire. It's got, it claims to have 24 hours continuous wireless streaming. So the, even the longest flight, it'll last the whole distance. Uh, and it's going to be out in mid-October. It's going to be priced pretty aggressively at $349, and I, I think that's going to kind of take on the top end of town, your Boses and all these other brands, Sennheiser and all those other companies, uh, Beats, all those with these Backbeat Pro headphones. Definitely. Check it out, uh, the full review, in a, in about a week at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. And just quickly before your minute reviews, uh, we talked a few weeks ago about Optus changing their prepaid plans to their their, uh, daily deals and different things, uh, really attacking the prepaid market. Vodafone have done the same this week. Uh, I was in talking to them about this. This is uh, this is a very interesting move on t- two fronts. One, the pricing and the data is is outstanding. Thirty dollar recharge gets you one gigabyte of data. Four hundred and fifty dollars worth of calls, unlimited text. A forty dollar recharge gets you two gig of data. Seven fifty included value and, and unlimited calls. And uh, a fifty dollar recharge, mate. Three gigabytes of data, unlimited calls, unlimited text. If you just bought an iPhone outright, fifty bucks a month for unlimited yep. calls, text, and three gig of data. Probably all you need. Absolutely, but it gets even better if you want. If you know people overseas, it also offers calls uh, to ten international destinations, including US and UK parts of Asia as well. So on the fifty dollars plan, you get not only infinite everything here, calls, text, but you also get infinite international calls as well. But wait, but if you recharge online, yes, exactly. But you wait, get there's more, even more data. Another half of five hundred meg at uh, the top end. The bottom end, you get another two fifty meg. So the thirty dollars plan actually gets you one point two five gigs. The others are two point five and three point five gig. Very, very good value. And just quickly, the last thing that they've done, which is excellent, is they've uh, improved their uh, activation process. So now, when you buy a SIM, you open it up. You put the SIM into, uh, into the phone, and instead of having to go through a website and activate, you just turn the phone on, you open the browser, and it knows who you are because it knows the SIM. It's got that auto-authentication we talked about a few weeks ago, and uh, you can just go through the activation process right there on your phone. So making it really simple to activate, which is a big deal for people uh, you know, jumping onto a prepaid account. And they'll, they'll hammer it here with, with travelers as well because they'll do the, the best possible uh, approach for uh, people actually visiting our country too. So check it out. Vodafone's new prepaid offers um, at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. 
All right, Stephen, a couple of uh, cool ones. And you're going to kick it off with an app. That's right, yes. It's called Service Seeking, and it lives up to its name. Now, if you've ever needed a tradesman or a job done around your home and you don't know where to start, the Service Seeking app really makes it simple and easy. So all you need to do is look for the type of tradesman you're looking for, list your job, and then you'll receive quotes from the linked businesses in your area. So they bid on your work, no obligation quotes just makes it really easy to find the right tradesman, the right person for the job. And we're talking not just plumbers, electricians. We're talking wedding planners, rubbish removalists, accountants, all these sorts of people. If they're in your area and they're, they're aligned to the site, if they are aligned to service seeking, it's both a site and an app, uh, then they're, they're reputable. Uh, there's a review process where you can see their, what, what people have said about them in the past. Uh, so a really simple, easy way to get a job done, get the price you want, and uh, find local businesses in your area, serviceseeking.com.au, or you can download the iPhone app of the same name uh, coming soon to Android. All right, check it out, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And uh, some serious size when it comes to GPS, mate. Yes, that's right. I started my story on Tech Guide uh, by quoting the famous line out of Crocodile Dundee where he says, now that's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. That was in my head when I was looking at this product. It's a seven-inch GPS device, Navman's EZY 270LMT. Uh, so uh, I thought that's not a GPS. Now this is a GPS. It's massive. You got to remember, not for everyone though. That was sort of the focus of my review. Was I put it in a, in my car? I had a, a car that I was using for a couple of weeks, a medium sized car, and it was too big. It was blocking my view of the road, which is a little dangerous. So ideal if you're driving a bigger car, four wheel drive. If you're driving a truck. Uh, and if you maybe your eyesight's not what it used to be, but uh, you really need to be careful where you put this because it could literally block your view through the windscreen. Uh, there, there is a, a mount on the on the that comes with the Navman that le- that actually lets the uh, the device be mounted actually quite low on your windscreen. Even if the windscreen starts to get really steep, it still gives it enough room to sit comfortably and out of your way. But uh, I think it's worth measuring something before you get it. It's only priced at two hundred and seventy nine dollars. Has all your usual, you know, tech, tel- you know, your spoken street names, landmark navigation. It's got your, your traffic updates, all the bells and whistles for two seventy nine. Seven inches, if you want it, the Easy Two Seventy LMT from Navman. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 177. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your comments. And uh, if you want to comment on Twitter, our uh, most popular hashtag is always Ziggy Zaggy uh, in uh, in honor of the two wonderful Dalmatians in uh, Stephen's home that are actually called Ziggy and Logan. But that's, that's just right. so lame. Should be Ziggy Zaggy. <laughs> um, so and uh, so tweet us up. Say good day. I am at Trevor Long, and Stephen is at Stephen Fennick with a ph. And uh, hit us with the Ziggy Zaggy hashtag so we know that you are podcast listeners. Yes. And uh, if you are if you're on iTunes because that's where most people are downloading downloading our uh, our show. Uh, do feel free to uh, to jump on and uh, leave a comment because it's uh, great to see the comments that people leave, and importantly, also those comments help other people discover the show and and uh, you know make a decision to download the show or not. 
Uh, so, yes, keep the comments coming. And thanks to uh, all the people putting uh, comments up there that we've seen in recent weeks. So we'll be back again next week with episode 178, Stephen. Oh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. We need it a break. Been. Go the Rabbitohs for Friday night. Go the Rabbitohs. Uh, don't tell Jackson, all right? But uh, go the Rabbitohs. Uh, I at, used to uh, like him, but not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I hope they win. Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be back next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.